0: This is The Audio Podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. It's April the 6th. This is show number 7 of The Audio Podcast and this is New Toys and Tanks. I'm Scott Hewitt and as always I'm joined by Samuel Freeman. That's
1: Hi me, Sam, how are you doing? I'm good. It's a beautiful day today. The sun is shining.
0: That's it. I'm going to embarrass you immediately and wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> with no more
1: ado, let's, uh, let's get into it. Okay, so New Toys later. Tanks first. Awesome
0: stuff. Yep. For all those times when you've always wanted a really great military vehicle sound effect, Rabbit Ears Audio have a new library of tanks, sound effects. Sounds of tanks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I particularly like the way they provide the context about the tanks. So if you're really into your authentic sound design for mm-hmm. shows or something like that, you can, you know, get a tank and know which, you know, get a tank sound effect
1: and know in which theatre of war it was active. There you go. You wouldn't want to have the sound of a Russian tank when you're portraying an American tank, now would you? No, that would that would be wrong,
0: obviously. I it, yeah. It's it's very detailed. They have a whole collection of tanks. Um, they actually spent a day recording this stuff, like and these actual tanks being driven around from a military museum, which sounds to me like an awesome take out. Yep,
1: yeah, they recorded it
0: all. It's all available, 24
1: bit, 96 kilohertz. Yep, and it, you do have to buy it, but fair enough, you know. But you can have a listen to the preview. They seem to have they have embedded in the um, on their webpage, page the little SoundCloud previews there, complete the yeah. comments. So yeah,
0: I, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I liked it. I wonder if they got to fire things, shoot them as well. I I guess they probably didn't.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh. <clears throat> okay. On to the toys, starting with Roland, and they have the Jupiter eighty synthesizer. I've had a look at this.
0: It's a new synth announced today, as we're recording. Actually, it was announced earlier on today. Yep. Um, And the Jupiter line is uh, was a massive rolling seller years ago. That's like big, heavy analog, analog synth kit. It's the old stuff is pretty awesome. We haven't seen or touched one of these things, obviously, but it looks like an old synth. It does. I think it has a um it has a kind of modern digital synth in there as well as the analogue synth. So it's it's a kind of a fusion of the old and the new. Um you know, you have got the old styling, the kind of very kind of colorized buttons. There's also a touch screen interface on it as well, so it's it's kind of got some new kind of cool toys in it there. Yep. Two hundred and
1: fifty six voice on there, just in case you want to
0: You need two hundred and fifty six voices, yeah. I guess. Let let me ask you a key question here, Sam. Okay. Does it look cooler? Than the kind of big kind of custom build price synth that we
1: talked about a couple of shows ago. It looks like it can do more. Actually, it does look like. It, do you want, does it look cooler? No, it looks more practical.
0: It does look more, pr- it looks a could, lot more practical. You could probably sling this under one hand. You know, like though you probably have it in a flight case, so you'd need two hands. But you know, <laughs> I think it's it's probably more practical. I'm not sure they've really they've won the cool war here though in terms of look though. So. When are not sure? It does look like a Jupiter would look, though. If you were to say, "I'm going to build a new Jupiter synth," what would it look like? I think most people would probably draw something like this. So I think yep, it's probably uh, going to please the faithful in this matter.
1: And we've moved into the world of full color screens on the display now, which is always good. Like when it comes to looking at seventy six key keyboards, I'm I'm usually I'm more accustomed to the old eighties ones. I've kind of missed about a ten year gap. Like anything that's been made in the past ten years, I haven't touched. But it's nice to see the aftertouch is still in there. It's something that you don't see a lot on a lot of things. So,
0: well, that's cool. A uh, a really sad thing that I like to do. But whenever new keyboards are announced, I always like to check out the 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 custom stand for it because I think the custom stand tells you a lot about it. Okay. So the custom stand looks kind of space age and cool. It's, <laughs> if you see it on the custom stand, you could probably put this on like the uh, you know. On a spaceship or something, you could like drive it. It looks, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I uh, I like that. Yeah, so that, that's a cool new product that's out. That's pretty awesome. I like that very much. It's nice to see the Jupiter name back. I think actually I have an old Jupiter that may or may not work in a flight case somewhere. I should look into that. I'll let people know if I find it here. I find it. Maybe we can find something fun to do with it. good. Um. Also, uh, some new stuff out today as well. Uh, Korg rolling out a couple of new products. Um, I think Korg have really uh, learned the from the success of the Monotron, because if you don't know the Monotron, that's not that's not new, but it's kind of cool little analog esque digital, but it's digital inside, isn't it? I think, isn't
1: it? They claim it's fully analog in there. I mean, I think integrated circuits in there, if you open it up and have a look, but you see, I think ICs integrated are
0: circles on. are digital. but yeah, they come in analog. So fair yeah. enough. So for the analog. So on top of that, they've built a couple of other cool things. So we got the the Mono Tribe, which is analog ribbon station. So that's like a yep. a new form of sim for another kind of small handheld thing. I presume it's probably going to be a fairly competitively priced item. I think that's why the Monotron did so well, isn't it? It's a great price. It was, yeah. It's a fun toy and it's a great price.
1: It's a great sounding filter in your pocket. And so, yep, they've just expanded on that. You've got you've got the ribbon cues on there as well, which. Is actually my least favorite thing about the Monotron, has to be said. But you've got a lot more buttons and knobs to play with, which oh, I'm looking forward to hearing these things. I haven't seen any audio examples of this yet; just lots of talk about the specification. But.
0: Yeah, that's true. Also, um, building on their wave drum technology, a new kind of uh, percussion synth with a pad that I think you can kind of hit with things. It's so always kind of fun just to hit things. <laughs> I'm I'm not for me the monotribe is the main thing of interest. Mainly because I see so many monotrons about the place, you're like, Yeah, that's kinda cool. It's kinda fun, it's kinda cool. That could be a fun sort of thing to look at. Ace. Let's see. We're going slowly through here. Let's get on to the next one here. What are we on to next? Oh, this is awesome. That this is actually awesome. Um I I saw the announced video on this. Well, actually I saw like a, a pre release and spotted them. I spotted a video from them applying a couple of days ago and then the, the proper announcement was done today and this is just awesome stuff. So. so
1: this is the Dark Matter Audio announcing their DMA-1 which is a box with inputs and outputs, a touchscreen interface and a connector for a foot pedal. And if you're a guitarist, this is this is what you'll be waiting for. Th- this is the one pedal.
0: This This is like... The thing that replaces all of the pedals but in an infinitely flexible way it's th- th- this is like on stage dsp processing as we all knew it could be done and has been done and it looks pretty it looks it looks awesome basically
1: does it's not and it's not limited to you buy it as a box but it's not a closed box you can download new plugins to put in there and the routing everything is what you set up with the touchscreen. so you plug a guitar in you have the signal straight through then you just drag and drop with your fingers the, their video is they have a great video which shows you about it but it is literally as easy as some says
0: it's just like you want to put distortion there's like a picture of a distortion pedal you just drag it and drop it on the signal chain and it's now there you can adjust the parameters if you want to have like process the guitar in two different ways at the same time in more studio paths. technique then you can split that up as well there it has multi-channel output on the other side of it so i so you could do that and um, one thing that struck me immediately is you could possibly like have different kind of you know i think this could be a really awesome performance box and you could expand this in so many ways like you know i mean it just i'm really excited about this device actually i can say that this is you know i, I wonder how well it will take off because they're not a big name and you know if somebody like yamaha had rolled this out then you know that would be the future and there would be no question about it that would be where we were going but i just don't know if they're they're big enough to maybe hold the traction. I, I guess Apple could build this product. The iPad could mm-hmm. probably do this if it had a proper interface.
1: Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of products aimed at guitarists in DSP world at the moment. If you think about the new VST amp in the Steinberg range. And, yeah, and even with the iPad, you do have all, lots of here's you know use this adapter to plug into your iPad and then use all these different apps with that. So that's all going on. This has it all wrapped up where it's dedicated to the job. So it's it's going to be more reliable and it's going to be less fuss, you know, simple but powerful.
0: Yeah. And from what I can tell, they're, they are a music, you know, they are an audio company. This is what they do. This is their focus. I, and I think that kind of pays off a lot. So, and you said so I'm, I'm going to tip this for great things. I think this is it. I think this is an awesome product and I think it's going to be brilliant. And I really want to it I fun.
1: disagree with what you said about Yamaha put this because if you think about the Monome, who, who'd who heard of the makers of the Monome? And that has, you know, you it's it's a box with buttons on it and it's cool and that's basically why it's popular but yamaha have a box with buttons on which is cool which is p- probably quite popular and successful but it's not it? uh, it's though. you couldn't
0: expand that that was like a, a very locked in performance tool i don't know but then the launch innovation launch pad yeah you see a lot of them about the place because they got the they got the pricing right on the product
1: and just and they came later, so maybe we're going to see more Touchscreen DSP. Oh yeah, I think I think boxes. the touch. Think, you know, I I think I'm. You know, let let's just
0: kind of call it what it is. It's 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 the iPad touchscreen with a proper box on it. Probably not built by Apple. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of model they've pulled the sensible bits together. It's a great. It, yep. It's an awesome product. My my fear is that they might not have the the kind of clout and the traction to actually drive their version mm-hmm. to dominance. But I I think we're gonna see this sort of stuff because this is just. You see the video; it just looks awesome, like it really does.
1: And people are able to program, develop their own plugins that will work on this box. You'll be able to, and so I guess it depends who and what is made for it. So who's making things? You know, if people say, "Oh, well, I could make a really great sounding plugin that would work inside that box," then that kind of thing might drive it forward.
0: Yeah, no, I I think I think you're right. I'm,
1: I'm gonna, you know,
0: I'm gonna see if we can get these get these guys to come and talk to us about this or. I'd really like to play off one actually. That's what I'd really like to do. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But I think that's awesome. You should check it out. The link for the video will be online. Link to the company as well. Dark Matter Audio will be up be up on our show notes as well. So check it out. It's it's well worth a look for me. I'm I'm really excited about this. This is the this is the thing that I've seen so far coming out this week that I've been like, wow. I really like this. I like what this is kind of doing. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome stuff. Um but back into a more kind of, you know, live sort of worlds and the development of this sort of stuff uh, Personas have a, a a new one of their studio live mixers out they've had a their classic studio live mixers been around for a minute for a while this is a 1602 um, it's, it's a digital mixer the thing they do the thing I find is really cool about these ones though is they have built in Firewire interfaces so you can actually do the live show bring a laptop and hit record and you go away with a kind of the multi-track recording of the live show done and then from there you can obviously you know you could produce the live album off that, off that thing there, mm-hmm. and I think that's, you know, it, it's really, it's a really neat way of, you know, that's a really nice integrated kind of solution. It's neat and tidy, um,
1: I like it. So, where, if you were going to do that, so you've got this mixer, you, you're using it for live sound, you plug it into your laptop with the Firewire 400, and you get the audio through. What, which audio do you get through? Is that going to, is that settable within there? Are you getting it pre-fader, post-fader? If you're thinking of mixing this later, you might not want it to be exactly as it was on the live occasion. Just, you know, it's... If, if my memory serves me correctly,
0: I believe you get the post-preamp. Okay. Only sort of, only in there. So you literally get the source that you can then remix. So you can then kind of build the remix from there as well if you want to. It also offers the opportunity to record the stereo channel as well as the actual channel ins. So, so you, you could actually remix. get the, oh. the, the, the front of house mix as well. But it, it's important to remember if you're mixing the the live the 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 amplified live output in the live setting isn't isn't generally a lot of use because if you're in a mid-size a small to mid-size venue the actual acoustic sound coming from the front of the stage is playing a massive role in the actual this is what you hear
1: not to mention all the eqing and things you might apply to compensate for the room you're in
0: yeah i'm saying let's face it if you're in a live scenario you're amplifying the sound you're just going to like cut notches out of the eq where you need out of the frequency range where you need to if you need to for feedback suppression and or you might have some like heavy compression or limiting going over the top of the amps you know what i mean so the you know i mean it, it's a nice thing to have the stereo out there as a reference perhaps though as to or as a justification if you're you know it's always nice to have a show this is actually what i was amplifying so you can see it's you know the problem is on other things it wasn't to yep. do with
1: my work maybe or as a quick fix solution if you if you are recording a band and you want and they want something quickly you can say here's that mm. You don't have to do anything extra to get that yeah i i think it's pretty you know it it's it's
0: pretty cool it's pretty cool stuff um at the moment at the moment when i when i'm doing a you know if i'm doing a recording of a live band then i actually have separate separate rigs so i'll have a i'll actually have i i prefer analog desks so i'll have an analog desk i'll take the direct outs and you know just push the direct outs into a separate sound card And do it like that at the moment. And I do I do it that way. I prefer analog desks just in terms of I like there to be dials and buttons that only do one thing and I don't mind if the thing's big and heavy. That's a preferred way of working. That's Mm -hmm. what I started on. I like it like that. Also, if it means there's a problem with I have a piece of kit, I have a potential of being able to save save the situation, because I've never actually had to do it, but I could technically use the sound card to provide me a mix. Yep. If I have a I have a set of backup preamps with me so I can use the sound card to do an extra mix and do it. You know, I could do it like that if the desk was to die, and if the desk died i would still be if the sound card died, I could still do the front of house mix. So I kind of like the backup of having the two units separately. But then you know what I mean I I think this is a really neat solution and for the less paranoid, this could be a better choice.
1: And we've been talking about live applications of this primarily but it is called the studio live which hints the fact that this could quite happily find a home inside a project studio because it's effectively giving you the mixer and the HD so well definitely so you can make the recording and then push the push
0: the recording output back onto the back onto the console and mix it mix it back out through there and then just record the stereo record the stereo back in perhaps
1: and it's got Um, MIDI control over a lot of the settings of a main volume and effects, and across entire scenes. So, I'm I'm speaking without
0: without being entirely certain, but if I remember correctly, it does integrate with their own. They they also supply their own kind of software recording suite with it as well. So you can use it as an audio interface, but they also provide their own recording suite, which I don't have a lot of. I don't have any experience with actually, but I would suspect there is an integration between the hardware and the software yeah at a higher level at a deeper level so you know perhaps you can control panning and volume and such like that i'm speculating now hey if somebody out there wants to
1: yeah personas come tell us that'd be nice and of course i think it's a nice piece of kit and nothing would be complete without the ipad remote app to control the whole thing on the top there throw it in excellent okay that's basically what you need for everything you just an ipad remote app for everything Unless you go back to the dark matter model and you just have, like, forget the iPad. We've got our own touchscreen interface and, and it, it just works. plugs straight into our DSP. And, yeah, anyway, moving forwards, not backwards, come on. Moving forwards, we've got Ableton, Ableton Live. And um, during April only, you can get... You can get maximized. Maximized, yep. Get That's Ableton nice. Suite 8 with Max for Live f- for free, which... <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm a Max user. I program things in Max. Um, I used to make music, now I make the Max patches. Um, <laughs> okay. And I've been interested, for years, I've been kind of like keeping an eye on Ableton, thinking that looks like a great way of working with sound. But was always, you know, one step away from it. And then when Max for Live came out, I was like, this looks awesome. You know, this is the chance to get into live, in Max for Live. And the first thing that put me off was the fact that, oh, so I can't just buy... I already own Max MSP, Max 5, but I'd have to buy two products in order to get them to talk to each other. I'd have to buy Ableton Live, and then I'd have to buy Max for Live. Put me off straight away. But now they're saying this month, get in there, and I can have them both.
0: Yeah, I think it's like 550 euros.
1: Which is a kind of typical price for a professional... A product of this sort, you know, you'd yep. you'd pay that for reason almost, you'd pay that for Max almost. I, I don't know. like that's sure a bit now. But you're talking a few hundred quid for a piece of software.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I've I've no use live. I just mm-hmm. it's one of those things I always think, you know, it'd be kind of fun to play with one day. And I think every time I'm like, oh, I've got a bit of spare time, a bit of spare money, and then I can kind of probably get to that point and think, I'll do something else. Of course. That's just how He's I feel there. about this, you know? It's not a thing. Well it's you know, it's no. just I'm i j- I'm just being honest, So, So what we're saying The look of judgment from Sam here is horrifying, it really <laughs> is. It really is. Just because it's his birthday, he thinks he can just judge people, it's it's just it's just harsh. I I'm wanna so hear so.
1: I'm I wanna hear from people who do know about Ableton. let who who thinks Ableton is the best digital audio workstation? That's let's bring it back to the battle thing that we Oh mentioned. the
0: door that's battle, like, that's well done. Yeah, um yeah, that'd be nice. If you if you want to get in contact with us about that, we've still got the bitly um the bitly link is there. Uh, yep. bit.ly slash door dash battle.
1: That's the one. Let us know in. why you think uh we should be using light. Or if that's too much trouble, use the Twitter, which is at the audio podcast. And there's always Oh what is the email address? Is it show, show? show. we have At show, the audio podcast.co.uk. Podcast.
0: I thought you'd forgotten what email was there for a minute.
1: What what's the email again? How does that work?
0: How does that work? I was about... I was trying to establish how I could charade email.
1: <laughs> if anyone wants to
0: send me a YouTube video of that, that'd be pretty cool. So I just like <laughs> that. You definitely got to mention in the show notes, even though it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Oh. Okay, let's move on. So, yeah, you got that, that story there. That's cool. Um, And into our plunder, is it not? Yes. The plunder. Roar. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to laugh at this now. I think. Okay.
0: Um, yours first. Okay. I was I was going going to let yours go first. Oh, yeah. So uh, my, my first piece of plunder. We have lots of pieces of plunder here, actually. I have quite a few. Uh, first piece of plunder here is um, Sound and Music, who recently lost quite a big chunk of their funding. Who didn't? Well, well who didn't, but, didn't but they lost yeah. a lot more than a lot of other people did. But um, one thing they do do, which is a really cool podcast um, – it it's really cool. You should go check out their podcast. There's a whole load of like new kind of cool music. I think you know some people might be interested. It's kind of sound art orientated, so they have a lot of, use a lot of the tools that we talk about. Yeah, go
1: check it out. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a monthly podcast. That. Um, so a YouTube video the Mackie Mixbusters. This is a very entertaining video, um, short ten minutes, where they um, two guys in lab coats from Mackie from Mackie take four or five. Five different mixers, and put them through a series of tests in order to establish which is the best or which will break first, and yep check it out they They begin by plugging in a microphone and then walking away with that microphone whilst it's plugged into the and pulling it off the desk and which is a fairly well. realistic situation actually very realistic and yep so it's quite interesting to see you know f- just from that there's some serious damage to one, and they go on and it gets more and more horrific i think actually if you if this, if that was actually your mixer that was being put through these tests you well
0: you probably wouldn't bother going to pick it up i don't know. think at the end. but if
1: you're thinking of buying a small desk these are what, eight channel desks
0: yeah they're all they're all kind of small comparable channel desks yep. um very much kind of live live pub band gigging territory that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing they would do so so yeah check it out it's cool it is it is a mackie production i think we should stress that you know, oh yeah they yes know. they are they're trying to sell you their mixer from the from the video. It's a cool video. just wanted you know. everyone's trying to sell you something. Scott so another really cool thing. <laughs> Another really cool podcast. It's all podcasts for me, this I I don't mind about that. Another cool podcast, the link in there is something called Rat Hole Radio, which is a kind of weekly uh show. It actually goes live and then they put it onto a podcast, which is just a whole load of kind of open source, Creative Commons music. Um, it's a good laugh. It's a nice kind of spread of stuff. They also have their live show coming up, their actual kind of live event coming up as well over the Easter break as well. So if you're in the UK um, around the northwest, and that might be something that's worth checking out as well. You'll find the link to that is up there as well. So that's a Rat Hole, that's a Rat Hole Radio, which is pretty
1: pretty cool. Excellent. So that brings us to the end, pretty much. We've already. This is the point where we would talk about the digital audio workstation battle, but we've already done that. And
0: so we just need to to do the sign off and that sort yep. of stuff there,
1: and introduce this week's tune.
0: Yeah, so we we had a little mention about the uh, Creative Commons stuff. So as always, you know our tunes, um, our tunes at the end of the shows are currently coming from the CC Hits site, so cchits.net. You should go check that out. We actually had an interview with the uh, with the guy responsible for that earlier on. A couple on. of weeks ago, yeah. So you could check that out as well if you want to. Uh, yep, this week's uh, track is They Live by Indigo78, a pronounceable name. Hey. That's nice. We like that. So check that out. That's going to probably start off maybe around about now. There it goes. There it goes. That's awesome stuff. Obviously, uh, this is the audio podcast. Uh, you can get us via Twitter. That's the audio podcast. Or straight to the webpage. at the audio podcast. UK. That's, Yeah, that's you. You can get us for iTunes, subscribe to the show, and then you'll get every episode the minute it comes out. I'm Scott Hewitt. I'm Goodbye.